0: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! I would have seen Bo Dallas run Big Show. And that's sad just because of the Bo Dallas shenanigans he would have pulled.
1: Now, that,
0: you and LeBar are stupid for
1: saying that, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> this is, this is total crap. First of all, bottle boom
1: realist guys in a world! How you know? Welcome to BS for CSR, my name is Blake Mitchamore. I'm the Bull, I guess that makes Shane Shoemaker the...
0: Blake Mitchamore? The synonym of what you want to call me every week, that's how I kind of see you right now these days. Is that fair? Is that a fair assumption?
1: What in the <laughs> hell?
0: Dude, you know how I really think about you most of the time. I, mean, I think you're kind of crap. So, you know. <laughs> you have left me with nothing to say. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I do.
1: Before we move into BS Moments of the Week, I want to put a public statement out there that I'm looking for a uh, brand new partner for BS and CSR Podcast. The only uh, <laughs> requirement, I guess, is that your name starts with an S, so we don't have to change the name of the show. But with that being said, on to BS Moments of the Week.
0: Oh, i the out snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I haven't got time
1: for this Mickey Mouse bullshit. After that horrendous opening, mm. it's time for BS Moments of the Week. Shane, what? You're bothering me, but I want to know what's
0: bothering you first. Yeah, I'm, I'm future endeavored, but um, I'm just going to ask you a question. Start right here out the gate, Blake. Is WWE sexist? Um, no. Not to me. I don't, I don't think so either, but. All the PC bros out there are claiming that WWE is sexist because you know you've got all these, and you know, you've got Ric Flair kissing Becky Lynch, you've got The Rock coming back and doing his little shtick as usual, and calling out Lana and saying they did the, the Russian twist on each other, you know, in his hotel room. You, you know, I, I don't understand this. I know it's a PG product and it's a big PC world we're living in right now, but I don't understand this. It's a TV show, I okay. mean.
1: It, First of all, I mean, I know this is your BS, but I'm going to call it BS right now, too, because A, Ric Flair has made his living telling chicks to go ride Space Mountain.
0: Exactly.
2: Exactly.
1: A, a couple of months ago, before Lana got the boot off of TV again, Michael Cole in his Wednesday interview was asking Lana and Rusev if they were banging Dolph Ziggler and Summer Ray.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, why is it such a big deal that The Rock said that they did the Wisconsin wheelbarrow?
0: The only thing I can think possibly think of is because The Rock is so huge right now, and The Rock made just headlines that it was like, Oh, we need to call out The Rock and call it the PG watched? program of wrestling. Have you ever watched the movie Rocks, Oh, no, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying, I don't understand. It's like it's WWE, so they have to constantly put you know the black eye of wrestling on this and say that WWE is constantly doing things wrong, you know, they're just you know, the WWE can never do right, no matter what they do. And then they'll conform to this and this whole PC world. It's total BS. It's awful. I, don't, I just don't understand anymore.
1: Why aren't the, like, big anti-racism groups on him for calling Byron Saxton the other black guy?
0: Well, it, it's coming. I mean, it's coming. You know, I guarantee that.
1: I, to me, this is the dumbest – one of the dumbest BS moments of the week we've ever done. The fact that this is even a story is ridiculous. Yeah. It's fake. It's a TV show. Just like freaking name your TV show. Breaking Bad. Stupid Total Divas. I can't believe I just went from Breaking Bad to Total Divas. That was bad.
0: That was bad transition.
1: But it's a it's a TV show. It's not as if, you know, it's not a football game on Sunday. It's not real sports. Calm the frick down.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a scripted TV show just like any other that's on any other night.
1: Granted, it's not a very good scripted TV show, right? Oh now, yes, but it's still yeah. a scripted TV show.
0: Yes, yes, and it, it totally hurts. I mean, especially like the whole Flair storyline. You know, they could have went in a lot of places with that. You know, him kind of messing around with the other divas and making yeah. Charlotte jealous. They could have went everywhere for that.
1: That that would have been that's exactly where I would have gone. That would have been if it was me. That would have been Ric Flair's gimmick. He helped Charlotte win every match by kissing whatever diva was on the apron or kissing whatever diva she was wrestling.
0: Yeah, The dirty old man. Yes, exactly. That would have been fantastic television.
1: And let's be honest, before we move on to my BS of the week, there's not a person alive that wouldn't do the Wisconsin wheelbarrow with Lana if she asked you to.
0: Well, I mean, hey, that's uh, – I don't know him.
1: what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go out on, on record and say I'd do it with her.
0: It's probably on the new Sunny video. But anyway, on to your BS moment. What's that, Blake? <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even know where to go with. It. I mean,
1: I didn't even thought of the name Marty Janetti in a flipping decade before Monday Night when Stephanie McMahon. Hey, and you know what? I thought it was kind of corny, but it wasn't a bad line from her. Mm. What about? One of the the few decent lines of the show. And then Marty Jannetty responds with this. Did that bitch just say what I think I just heard, H-U-R-R-D, on Raw? Mm. Steph, should I remind the world all them kids might not be hunters? Really, jackass? What are you doing right now? You haven't been relevant in wrestling since the 1990s. You're gonna go call out the McMahon's Uh-oh. because they made a joke about you. It's wrestling. It's back to the point of the the whole, the other one. It's fake wrestling. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard back in the day. You know, they called uh, what was it? Triple H said that you know Mick Foley was like the the turd in the toilet bowl that just wouldn't flush. I mean, when he was out of there. I mean, come on. It's it's a wrestling television show. It's what we just talked about. It's
1: and, and they've said so much worse about so many other guys. You you did get you know turned on by your best friend, and you were a spare after that. You were in a great tag team, but your career was shit after that. That's a
0: fact. Well, just be happy that your name's getting brought up at all. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that that will make people at least go on WWE Network and be like, hey, I wonder what who's this Marty Genetti guy, and what did Shawn Michaels have to do with him? I mean, that's at least getting your name out there somewhat. Maybe it'll get you a few extra bookings to earn another $15. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I just don't get it. I, I why it's just stupidity. I, I don't understand what it is about older wrestlers and it's not all of them, but there's a high quotient of older wrestlers that are complete dumbasses and just pop off at the mouth thinking it's good for them. And it's not go back into your hole. Marty Jannetty. Let's hear from you again in 2025 or 2030 if you're still alive at that point. Okay. Now, onto another small guy we need to talk about. And that guy is AJ Styles. Who the hell is AJ Styles anyway? I'll tell you what, there's probably a reason your little cold hero never made it to the big time. It's because this is the WWE. And the E is just as important as the W he may have been a big fish in a small pond but the fact still remains this is an ocean full of sharks all right shane aj styles great wrestler champion all over the world star all over the world kind of small you can't hardly you know he's got this ridiculous southern twang that you have that people hate
0: i have no idea what you're talking about but go ahead
1: (laughs) uh and for that, that, those two reasons right there, the small and the, and the southern twang, in WWE's eyes, for a lot of people, it eliminates anything he's ever done, and it makes him seem like he's not going to be treated like a big-time player. Mm-hmm. Well, the first week felt pretty good about AJ. Had a good run Rumble showing. Had a good match with Chris Jericho. Had a good match with Curtis Axel. Finally got to use the Styles Clash. Mm-hmm. On Raw this week... I don't really – I didn't really enjoy the segment the way I should. I thought the Miz was great. Miz did his job. I don't like calling A.J. a kid. He's he's damn near 40 years old, saying, oh, he's, he's, he's finally, you know, reached the big leagues. He's never been good enough. He's never done that. Rookie redneck, all this crap. It's way, 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 way too early to say, oh, A.J.'s not getting used properly or A.J.'s not getting – or A.J.'s getting buried. Is it too early to kind of be concerned about the way they're using him? Uh,
0: yes and no, uh, mainly because you should have been worried about him from the moment he signed the dotted line on his WWE contract. Um, because immediately you got to think, you know, what are they going to do with this guy? Because they've buried so many, you know, talent that's came out of other promotions before, you know. So you have to worry about him in, in that regard. But also, I, I don't think it's too bad that you're – I look forward to every bit of his segments that he's in, match, whatever. You know, you talk about the whole thing. He's not, you know, in your article, too, you said he wasn't talking. And are they trying to just hide his southern accent? Or are they just afraid he can't talk? He never was a great promo guy from what I remember in TNA. He never was great. Um, But I don't know if they're doing this now to maybe we're looking forward to seeing him talk or at least say what he's about or what he does. Uh, You know, I'm not sure. But, you know, the the other things, I mean, he is small. I've all, I compared him to kind of our RVD. Uh, he's got a great move set, but again, he's not good on the mic.
1: Yeah, all but right. dude, I think, I mean, we saw him against, uh, up against Chris Jericho and he's winning. I think he, if you, if you stood him and RVD side by side, I think RVD would be way bigger than him.
0: Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I think he would too. That, again, I, I think he, we can get past the smallness in a way. But, I mean, Hold on. Before we go, before we move on to that, I do
1: want to say this. Now, I was never the biggest TNA fan, Mm -hmm. but I did watch it. So Mm -hmm. I've watched AJ for the better part of a decade. I've always known AJ wasn't a big guy, Mm -hmm. but I've never really thought when AJ shows up, oh my God, wow, look at that small guy doing longer than he, you know, because nobody ever focused on it. TNA didn't focus on it. I never really watched, I mean, you unless you watched Wrestle Kingdom 9 when Jim Ross did it. You can't understand the New Japan commentators anyway. But, you know, in TNA, or when he's in Ring of Honor, they don't tell you, oh, my God, look at this small guy that can do all this stuff. Now, every time AJ Styles comes out, even though I know what they're doing, in my head, I'm like, good God, AJ Small. And that's not good because that's, casual fans are doing that too.
0: Yeah, they're, they're doing the opposite of what they should be doing with Braun Strowman. They, they talk about how big he is, but they don't give you his measurements. Like, just talk about how big he is. So, with AJ, they're telling you how small he is. I don't know if that's a way to kind of get him over. Is the smaller guy kind of a Rey Mysterio type deal? I'm not sure if that's the route they're going. But and also, with TNA, you know, I don't know how big Samoa Joe is or any of the rest of those guys he wrestled back in the day, but was anybody in TNA really that big, like WWE guys big? That's what I want to know.
1: No, they were smaller, but still. I mean, uh, I think for a you know, everybody underestimates what commentators. You know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago with Marrow and Olo. He mm-hmm. makes SmackDown is no different. I mean, I laid out two different shows for you that were not different at all. Mm-hmm. Marrow makes it feel completely different. You cannot underestimate what commentators do for the fans, and when if you don't talk about the fact that AJ's. You know, so much smaller than these guys, uh-huh. and then it's not in your head. But when it when they say, "Oh my God, look at he's so this little guy," oh, this little kid, oh, you know, all this, then it's in your head. And and I'm not even a casual fan. I know what they're doing. I'm not dumb. Uh-huh. But it's still in my head that AJ is small now. And if it's in my head, it's in other. It's in casual fans. And now, if you did ever push AJ to the moon. And 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 really give him the ball and let him run with it. It's going to be, you know, the Daniel Bryan story, the underdog story. We don't need another Daniel Bryan. Let AJ be AJ. He doesn't need to be Daniel Bryan 2.0. Since you're never going to let Daniel come back.
0: Yeah, I know everybody. I've been thinking about this for a while. I know everybody has been clamoring for him. You know, it's, we got to get AJ Styles in the main roster. We've got to get him there. And obviously, you know, he got a great deal. He's probably going to get semi pushed. At least I would hope so. For getting the amount of money we hear he's making but i almost wonder even from from everybody's standpoint fans the company would he have been better off in NXT would he have been off starting there but i mean overall would he've succeeded more there i
1: i mean i think he i think there's a good chance he would be more of a major player in NXT and he would mm-hmm. have had runs with the NXT championship but i think you can't you know you can't say he would be more of a success in NXT because NXT is not
0: Right, I mean, I know they're the minor leagues.
1: Yes, yeah, so, but... no, it technically, would not be more of a success, and and, and it's and again, the it's two weeks, so mm-hmm. it's not. This is not. We're not talking AJ six months or eight months into his WWE run, and he hasn't done anything. But I just don't think this is the right way to bring AJ in. I don't think making everybody notice how small he is and that he shouldn't be here, but he is here is the right way to use him. I think you focus on what he's done. You focus on how fantastic of an athlete he is and you let AJ get himself over with his moves and with his, you know, AJ can talk. He, you don't need to make him go cut those 30 minute promos that the WWE champion usually cuts. That even when Seth Rollins or somebody good does it, it gets old. But you know, last night or Monday night, for example, with the Miz, the Miz did great. But AJ can play off of somebody and and hold his own. He's not that bad on the mic. It's not like he's you know, fucking Cesaro or Ryback or someone of these guys that's just awful on the mic. I just yeah, it just rubbed me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, I, and it, this is a, a terrible example, but, like, how they brought in uh, Tensai. Remember they said he was this worldwide guy who traveled to the world and was in Japan and all that stuff? That I think that would be a great way to do AJ. Granted, not dress him up like, you know, he was in Japan and all that, but it would have been a lot more better gimmick to say this guy had wrestled all around the world and finally said, hey, you know, I'm in WWE now. I mean, they kind of d- are doing that, but they're now focusing on all the stuff we just mentioned, being small, you know, being a redneck and all this stuff. It's I think that would have been a lot better way to go.
1: Yeah, I agree with you and the only thing the only thing I can hope is that this is just the beginning the tip of the iceberg for AJ and this mm-hmm. is all leading somewhere and I mentioned this on my column on CSRWrestling.com. you know, maybe this is going to lead for AJ feeling completely disrespected and, and, you know, by WWE and so he brings in his friends the bullet club or mm-hmm. whatever the hell they're going to call themselves. And they try to do some kind of takeover angle or something like that, where AJ gets his own friends that respect him and know how great he is. Uh, you know, uh, the grand scheme, it's it's far too early to get pissed about AJ. I just didn't. I loved what the Miz did.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I don't like the fact that AJ doesn't isn't allowed to talk because uh, AJ can talk. He just doesn't need to, you know. Like I said, be stuck out there in those 20-minute ridiculous monologue promos. AJ can talk. He can tell his own story. And let's back off the commentator saying, rookie redneck, kid, welcome to the big leagues. You don't know what you're in for. All this crap making him feel like – I get it. We don't like TNA. TNA sucks. I get it, WWE. I don't don't like TNA either. But at the same time, you make it – I don't feel like you're making AJ look like the way he should coming in. All right, Shane, nothing about A.J. Styles. We got to talk about the main event of Fastlane, how they began setting it up on Monday night, how they used Dean Ambrose, how they used Brock Lesnar. what it could possibly mean for Roman Reigns. And we're gonna do that with our guest this week, our boy, we had him on a few weeks ago, JD from NY is back.
2: The way it may look right now, I may
1: look crazy, but let me assure you, I ain't crazy, and I ain't
2: stupid, and I ain't scared of you.
1: All right, our boy JD from NY is joining the show again this week. JD, what's happening, man?
2: What's going on, guys? Thanks, thank you for having me, as always.
1: All right, JD, we got they started building us this fast lane main event, and in theory, I think the match itself will be great. We got Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns. I just don't get where they're going. I mean you know, on Monday night on Raw, they made Dean Ambrose look like a million bucks, but they kind of made Roman Reigns look like a chump.
2: Absolutely agree. Um, It all dates back to a week ago where the authority pretty much eliminated Roman Reigns from the Royal Rumble. They took the belt off him. They achieved their ultimate goal, and then they put him right back into the main event picture by giving him another opportunity. That's part one that didn't make sense. Now, come to last night, they build Dean Ambrose up and have him confront Brock Lesnar as if he's going to be the one challenging for the WWE Championship. And Roman Reigns is pretty much playing Batman's role. He's hiding in the shadows, just waiting and waiting and waiting. Well, I should say he's playing Robin's role. It's like Dean Ambrose is playing Batman's role. But um, Dean Ambrose, he confronted Brock Lesnar, and to me, Roman Reigns should be confronting Brock Lesnar because this is about Roman, and he lost the title because Triple H messed up the system. He came out number 30. He rigged the system and put himself at number thirty in the Rumble. Why isn't Roman Reigns in that position? I don't understand that, and it's just illogical to me.
0: Yeah, I, I'm everything you said. I mean, JD, I, I wrote about you know the part where you said uh, you know he, he doesn't even deserve a title shot again after you know the Rumble. Then the next week they just give it back to him, you know, like that. You did everything to take it away, and now you give it right back to him. I Wrote about that on CSRS.com. Nothing makes sense with Roman now. I don't know if this is. I don't know if, if Vince is almost trying to get getting his jollies off on like seeing if Roman can like overcome everything possible like of the worst booking of all time for someone. I mean, it it doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah, why is not Dean and and Roman in reverse roles here? I mean, I loved everything that Dean did pretty much the other night. I mean, Dean. Had probably one of his better promos ever so far, and it made me want to either see Dean versus Brock or Dean versus Triple H in the main event at WrestleMania. What I
2: don't, what I don't, what I don't get is is how Dean Ambrose is being positioned. Um, Dean is as he's acting as if he wants the title more so than Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And then if you take everything that's happened the past two weeks on Monday Night Raw, we still have another three weeks till Fastlane. If you go into Fastlane with this same momentum on Dean Ambrose. And you have Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose who are both universally going to be cheered as faces at Fastlane. And then you have Roman Reigns. Where is that going to leave him? When Roman Reigns ultimately wins this match, which I expect he will, and Dean Ambrose is going to take the cover, what is that going to mean for Roman Reigns going into WrestleMania? How is WWE going to be okay with, again, Roman going into a WrestleMania against Triple H, who is a heel, a villain for the authority? How is he going to go into WrestleMania being... Booed and Triple H the face. I don't understand that. Yeah. Before we get into that, let me ask: Did you did you have a problem with the way they used
1: Brock Lesnar on Monday night? I didn't really. They you know the opening segment kind of bugged me because I felt like this is Brock Lesnar. If it, if a guy comes out and stands up to him, he should have dumped him on his head and you know F five him or beat the crap out of him. Now he kind of came back around at the end of the night and 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 got it done with some horrible camera work that they barely even showed it. But I just felt like Brock should have done something in the opening segment. I don't feel like they made Brock look that great Monday night either.
2: If If you're asking me what I thought about it, I thought I thought Brock played his role um, pretty well. I mean, his laughing at Dean Ambrose was uh, was hilarious because here yeah. you have puny little Dean Ambrose who's uh, you know trying to you know express his case as to why he's going to be the WWE champion. And Brock Lesnar, obviously the beast, laughing at what Dean Ambrose is saying. I love that part. And then Triple H, I love the interaction, the brief interaction with Triple H in the back, is uh, Brock Lesnar becoming soft, and Lesnar's like, "Listen, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Don't worry about me." You know, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was as good as it could be. Now that you say that,
1: I, I yeah I. I take that back. I, I didn't take that. I didn't take the laughing into account. I didn't take the Triple H interaction to account. All the pieces in place. You're. I think you're right. It, he he did as good as he could have done.
0: And and that that even played more into the Dean and, and uh, Brock Lesnar thing of getting Dean over more than Roman. You know. I mean. Again. That you know. We we keep going back to this now. I mean. You know that, that came off so good. And where's Roman in this thing?
1: Let me ask you guys this. They, they you know, it, it wasn't Roman, but they they went with plan B at WrestleMania 30. They went with plan B at WrestleMania 31. Is it possible that they're pushing Dean this way because they may may go with plan B at WrestleMania 32 again? And maybe they're changing from Roman again?
2: Then you know what that means guys, three strikes and you're out. <laughs> Roman's done after the third time. If this if this if this does not go yeah, WWE's way, Strike one under one Roman. That was
1: that was you know Daniel Bryan, but it still wasn't the initial plan for WrestleMania. Either.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, if Roman doesn't get over here, even even still, I think it's I think it's a done deal. Um, and I've I've expressed expressed this all over my podcast, where you know wherever I'm available. It's it's the fact that WWE needs to swallow the bitter pill here. Roman is a heel. He needs to be on TV as a as a villain. He's not going to get over his face. No matter how great everybody said that Monday Night Raw was when he won the title and Vince McMahon came back and put him over, I was one of the very few people who did not like that because I seen the bigger picture. Nobody understood where I was coming from and everybody wanted to jump down my throat. This is great for the night. But mm-hmm. where is this going? What, what is the bigger picture here? Everyone's going to come back around and just go back to what we've been saying. Raw's been terrible. Roman's booking has been terrible. And now here we are back to where we were. Roman is not over, and he will never be over.
0: Yeah, that's just the inconsistency with, with WWE, and you know, again, they have like a, a good raw like every, I don't know, six weeks or something like that, maybe tops. I mean, that it, they they have a big moment and then they, they can't follow up with it. And uh, you know, we we we've talked about you know kind of a, a plan B, you know, Blake, I know you brought it up. You know, I, I don't know how they would do it, but if there is a plan B here to get Triple H, you know, you know, obviously maybe get booed somehow. Is there any way maybe this ends up possibly a triple threat match with Dean involved with with Roman? Because also we know that Brock's you know probably going after the you know Bray Wyatt. I mean, is there any chance of that? Does anybody think there's any chance of that?
1: That would be my my issue. In theory, I think it's good, but do you really think Vince McMahon's going to have three WrestleMania main events in a row with a triple threat match? Because that's what would happen if they do it again this year.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you make a good point. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like you know, you've it, you know, he's run out of plan B's, so uh, <laughs> I don't well, know how much more he can to do. To me, plan B is they've already
1: realized what J.D.'s saying, that they've screwed Roman up again. And in a surprise at Fastlane, Dean Ambrose get, goes over and goes into the main event. Because if Dean Ambrose was to go into the main event and win, then the roof's going to blow off at and Stadium if he wins that night.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you, WWE again is putting a, is a is putting a, a a sticky situation, and it's one that they could easily come out of if they wanted to throw the wrench into the gears and go a different route with the with the main event. You could put Dean Ambrose versus Triple H at WrestleMania, and that could easily set up a, a jealousy angle for Roman Reigns, saying, "Listen, you know, Dean is in my position. You're you're getting everything that should be coming to me." And at the end of WrestleMania, have Dean surprise everybody and win the title. And Roman Reigns come out and just lay waste to him. You know, turn him heel. I, I even brought up the idea if if you're going to go with Triple H and Roman Reigns and The Rock is going to be uh, rumored to be in Roman Reigns' corner, you know, have The Rock help Roman win and have Roman say, listen, you're in my spotlight again. Get out and just just lay waste to him. Turn him heel. See, and back I to what I said. Turn him heel.
1: If you're going to pull the trigger on Reigns at WrestleMania, I think that's what you have to do to turn him heel because you can't, if you take Reigns out of the main event, which you can make a case that you should, but if you take Reigns out of the main event, then you've what we all think, you've eliminated the Rock's involvement. You've got to figure out a new way to get him involved because mm-hmm. if we're, you know if, if it's not the main event, Rock just being in the corner doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to go that route. You have, I mean, if you're going to turn Roman heel, which I think uh, it's inevitable. They have to do it at this point because he's going to get booed out of the building at Fastlane. I don't give a crap and and they are. Triple H is a great heel, Vince is a great heel. 6 weeks is not enough time to have that crowd completely flip and be right 100% behind Roman again at WrestleMania. It's not. They're going to have to turn him heel finally.
2: No, there's no possible way you can have him be cheered leading up into Fastlane. The way you're building Dean Ambrose and then Brock Lesnar is universally respected by everybody. You're not going to you're not going to boo Brock yeah, Le, uh, Brock Lesnar. So Roman, Roman is really in a uh, no escape situation here. Honestly. I'll tell you, i tell you what I'm afraid
1: of. What uh, the direction they're going is, they're building Dean up so much. Dean's gonna turn on Roman the night after WrestleMania, and Dean's gonna go heal,
0: which is totally just moronic. I, I don't understand that. I mean, I, we, we've laid out plenty of scenarios here where where Roman, to me, would get over a lot better than than Dean would. You know, as, as a heel? Again, Ambrose has all the abilities to be a great heel. But everything about like you know Roman being heel, I mean it's it's just this it just points out to WWE they you know they they will not go against their own grain. You know it's it's the Cena effect now. Like I, honestly, I know we keep talking about him. He may they're trying to push him heel, but I just don't see it. I, I really don't. I, to me, this is their next guy, and they're just so dead set on him being that guy. They're not even going to attempt to turn
2: him heel, not that I can see. But Ro- Roman is not John Cena, so oh no. I understand. Yeah. I understand why John Cena and the WWE won't take that risk, and I completely mm-hmm. understand it. 100% business. I understand it, but Roman is not on that level. Anywhere near that level. You can take a risk on mm. Roman Reigns and turn him heel and experiment. Mm. It's not going to be damaging to you or the company at all. Mm. And turning Dean Ambrose heel? Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why WWE would do that. He's the number one face right now in the company. And I think if you turn Dean heel and go against Roman and have Roman be the face, I think it's going to have an adverse effect on. It's going to have a opposite reaction. I think people are actually going to cheer Roman, uh, cheer uh, Dean, and you know, actually have him go against Roman, you know? Uh, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I don't think it will work,
1: but that's where I think the WWE, that's just kind of in the back of my mind what WWE might be leaning toward because they got to have somebody to work with Roman to get to the summer months before, you know, Cena comes back, Rollins comes back, all these guys. Why not do it with Ambrose? But let me ask you this. This is something that popped into my head last night when Dean was in the ring with Lesnar. Take yourself out of, you know, fan mode or, you know, and try to put yourself, put your WWE hat on. Does Dean Ambrose, in his current form, say WWE champion? You know, the the crazy hair, the leather jacket, the tank top, the jeans. I, to me, I don't know that he's that, you know, regardless of how great he, he gets over with the fans, I don't know that he's their guy. He didn't. Fit that image to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you I, to I, I agree.
2: You? I, agree with you. I don't think he fits the image either. But I mean, <laughs> the way the WWE landscape is right now, I mean, what, how worse can you get? Yeah, my thing is, I mean, w- what's making dollars?
0: You know, I mean, if he's making dollars, I mean, why not? I mean, there's been so many guys in WWE that hasn't looked the part. I mean, you know, you go back to the Austins who wore the you know the black trunks, black boots, you know, black vest, didn't have you know hardly any insignia on him. Mick Foley wore, you know, a, a, a referee shirt half the time that he made out of spray paint and brown pants. Um, you know, I mean, these weren't like, you know, guys that, that held the title for like 60 months to a year at a time, but, you know, they still they still drew money, and they still were able to be champion. So, you know, it's a different, it's rebellious look, but I think he could be a guy. You know, again, he may not hold it for a year, but I think he could be the guy.
2: But you've got to think about what really is working. Neither Dean mm-hmm. or Roman is going to be working. I mean, just look at the ratings on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. seen uh, 400 uh, – four, actually, 4 million viewers last week. They dropped over 700,000 uh, right. viewers this week. Right. So what is really working? And, and where did all those people go? Because there was no football on last night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going – what else is going on in the sports world right now that's really interesting. Where those people go? Uh,
1: that's, that's crazy. I mean, no Triple H, no Rock. I guess that's the answer. Let mm-hmm. I me mean, lights out a two-minute segment with Brock Lesnar, and that's it, but, which, you know, oh, man. I, I just
2: don't. So- Jamie, WWE needs something monumental and groundbreaking to get them back uh, on the upswing, and I brought up the idea of AJ Styles, and everybody said, you know, AJ Styles debuting in the Royal Rumble was going to be great. It was great for the time being, but what does that do for the long term? You know, Bullet Club, I believe, could have been that, that that spike and WWE, um, you know, adrenaline. That, that the spike of adrenaline that they need. You could have debuted them and had them pretty much do an NWO takeover and have them feud with Roman, who the who would be the WWE champion. And you can have AJ as a heel feud against Roman Reigns. I don't. That's that was my idea. I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't know.
1: What, I I don't know what it is. You know, but to me, this isn't gonna work. Roman is. And uh, you know, some people say, well, I mean, our our guy Justin Labar says that you know, in this day and age, every main heel that's or every main face that's picked by the company is going to have that half and half reaction. I and I agree to a certain extent, but you can't go into WrestleMania and have the guy that's supposed to have that big WrestleMania moment get booed out of the building. And I don't give a damn if Rock's in his corner. I don't give a damn if Ronda Rousey's in his corner. Roman Reigns is headed to get booed by 100,000 people in April here at AT&T Stadium.
2: No, I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily agree, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with Justin that every face is going to have that 50/50 reaction. Daniel Bryan didn't, and the reason why the, the the reaction is that way is because the fans are smarter nowadays, they're more in-depth about what's going on. They got the dirt sheets, they got the podcasts. They got everybody's opinion coming at them all of it all at the same time. People are now smarter to understand who is you know, the company guy and who is the organic guy that we want. He's our guy. Daniel Bryan was our guy. Roman and John Cena are clearly their guy. Seth Rollins was our guy. He's an internet guy, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, the,
0: to me, the smarter fans are really the only ones that's kind of left. I mean, you know, you've lost all your, you know, a good majority of your casual fans, you know, because you can't bring those casual fans in because you're not putting on a great product. You know, guys like us that analyze it, I mean, you know, we're in it <laughs> – Till the end, probably, I mean, you know we just we love it so much, but you know we'll complain about it, but we love it. I mean, the smart fans, you know we're about the only ones that's really left to have a voice all right,
1: well, if you liked what you heard from j d tonight, you gotta check out his YouTube channel, you gotta check out all the stuff he does. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't always agree with his opinion, but it's <laughs> always entertaining every single week j d tell everybody where they can find you.
2: YouTube is the main place that's uh, JD from NY 206 on YouTube, and I got uh, my new off-the-script podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, and um, Podbean. So you can find me all over the place. Just download it right to your device. All right, man. Appreciate you jumping on again this week. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate any Anytime.
1: And with that, I guess that wraps it up this week, Shane. I mean, it, we had our boy JD on. We talked about AJ Styles. You pissed me off right off the bat with your weirdo start to
0: the show. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, proud of that one. Proud of that one.
1: You would be proud of that. But I'm spent. It's been a good show. Follow Shane at S Shoemaker24. Follow our friend JD. His Twitter handle is at JD from NY206. Make sure you're catching our work and Jimmy Cordero's work on CSRWrestling.com. And of course, give me a follow on Twitter at Blake Mitchmore. Thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you next week. So young so insecure.
2: Dealers on Melrose.
1: This public service message was brought to you by your friends from d Generation X. Who would like to remind each and every one of you that if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you.